Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuhu. May peace and blessings of Allah be upon you all. We are back with another episode of The Guiding Stars and today we are talking about Hazrat Abdul Rahman bin Auf. May Allah be pleased with him. To help me with the discussion, I'm joined by Ghalib Batin from Paraguay. Um, Hazrat Abdul Rahman bin Auf, he was uh, one of the 10 companions given the glad tidings of paradise by the Holy Prophet upon him in his very life. Uh, he was a very pious and a righteous companion and always very dedicated to the cause of Islam, very dedicated uh, towards, uh, you know, towards the Holy Prophet Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. So inshallah, today we will be discussing his life uh, in, you know, very concise and brief manner. Uh, Hazrat Abdul Rahman bin Auf, before he accepted Islam, it is mentioned that even before he was very pious, and, uh, you know, righteous person, an example, uh, we can take a look at, for example, that he used to, um, he had abstained, he had made it unlawful, had declared it unlawful to drink alcohol for himself, even before he accepted Islam. He accepted Islam through the preaching of, of Hazrat Abu Bakr Siddiq, anhu. and before he accepted his, his Islam, his name was Abdi Amr, which means servant of Amr, slave of Amr. But when, once he converted to Islam, the Prophet named him Abdul Rahman, servant or slave of the gracious Lord of God Almighty. After acceptance of Islam, if anyone referred to him by his old name, he would either not respond or he would ask them to refer to him with his Islamic name. Throughout his uh, you know, early years of Islam, he, along with other companions, faced a lot of persecution. And because of this reason, he uh, migrated to Medina. The Holy Prophet وسلم, also migrated to Medina. And uh, once he migrated, he established a brotherhood, bond of brotherhood between companions from Makkah and Medina. I request Ghalib, if you can shed some light on the migration and what happened after. Um, so after the, the companions migrated to Medina, the Holy Prophet, May peace and blessings of Allah be upon him. Uh, as you mentioned, created a bond of brotherhood between him and uh, Saad bin Rabi. Uh, may Allah be pleased with them. And Saad bin Rabi was a very generous man and he had offered, he, he said that, I'm the wealthiest man of Medina. You can have half of my wealth. I have two wives and I, if you like, I can, uh, I can separate from one of them and you, after the waiting period is over, you can marry them. And Hazrat Abdul Rahman bin Auf was a very humble man, very self-sufficient, and uh, uh, a very pious person. And he said, he 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 said that may Allah bless your family, may Allah bless your wealth. Um, just show me where the market is. And this is now famous in in Islamic um, culture and society. The, this story, where just show me where the market is. And uh, Hazrat Abdul Rahman bin Auf the next morning, early morning, he went to the market, and uh, he, he came home with a profit of uh, butter and cheese. And then he would go to the market every day and he would make a profit. He was very blessed in, in, his, uh, in his business. And it, there came a point where, where Hazrat Abdurrahman bin Auf said that even if he had turned a rock, he picked up a rock, he would expect to find gold or silver underneath it. Uh, so from this, we can see how blessed he was in his business. And also his his mentality and his perspective that he was independent and he tried to be self-reliant and 
not dependent on uh, his host. Um, so one day, uh, Hazrat Abdurrahman Ganaw, may Allah be pleased with him, appeared in front of the Holy Prophet uh, Muhammad, the, uh, the peace and blessings of Allah be upon him. And he had a mark of saffron on his clothes. The Holy Prophet asked him, uh, did you get married? Hazrat Abdurrahman Ganaw replied uh, in the positive. He said, yeah, I, I got married to a woman of the Ansar. Then the Holy Prophet asked him, in the peace and blessings of Allah be upon him, asked him uh, if he had given any dowry, and to which he said that he gave some gold or, or a nugget of gold uh, to um, uh, his wife. Then the Holy Prophet, peace and blessings of Allah be upon him, uh, told him that he should hold a walima, uh, a feast, uh, uh, commemorating the consummation of the wedding or the marriage, um, even if it be just sacrificing a sheep. So this is the reason uh, that Muslims focus on this celebration after the marriage, that the wudima is part of the sunnah, that everyone that gets married should, even if it be very small, should hold a small a walima. Um, so this is the story of his Absolutely. marriage. Um, the Muslims had migrated to Medina. One main reason was that the they were facing persecution in Mecca. They were being persecuted for their faith in Islam. But this persecution did not necessarily stop after they had migrated to Medina. They were constantly under the threat of attack from the Meccans at any time. And uh, eventually many battles took place. And in all those battles, Hazrat Abdul Rahman bin Of stood by the Holy Prophet Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam and uh, protected him, protected Islam and defended Islam in the best manner possible. But the very first battle that took place after migration was the Battle of Badr. Just outside the town of Medina, uh, a strong army of thousand Meccans had attacked and very few Muslims were there, just over 300 that were there to protect and defend uh, their right to worship, basically. And in this battle, Hazrat Abdul Rahman bin Of narrates, narrates a very interesting incident. He said that we were all lined up and ready for the battle. And on the other side, Meccans were also uh, pretty much prepared for the battle. And he said that I looked to my right, I looked to my left. On either side of mine, there were, there were young teenagers standing there. And uh, he said that when I looked at them and I thought that how inexperienced they might be, um, all that desire that I had going into this battle, I might not be able to fulfill that today or see it fulfilled today. Basically, the Muslims had been persecuted for so long and, it, and they felt that perhaps you know, through this, um, they can seek revenge for all the persecution and things that have happened against Islam and then going forward, they can practice their faith more freely. Hazrat Abdul Rahman bin Off says that while I was thinking this, the two teenagers that were on my either side tapped me and asked me that, oh uncle, where is Abu Jahl, the man who used to torture, who used to persecute, who used to abuse the Holy Prophet Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. So he said, I looked at the other side and I saw Abu Jahl you know, in his armor and heavily guarded by so many people around him as he was the leader of the Meccan army. So he said, I just pointed my finger towards him just to show that who that person is. And I did not expect anything to happen that instant. But what happened was that those two young teenagers eventually, you know, immediately just pounced towards that, uh, towards Abu Jahl. As, and he says like eagles, that they just attacked him and killed him to, because of all those things that he had done against Islam 
And this just goes to show the passion the Muslims had, even those young ones that, that were not there, had not necessarily gone through the persecution themselves in Makkah, but they, they, they had heard of the stories that how the Prophet Sallallahu was uh, persecuted. And, you know, they went out and took out, again, the leader of the army in that battle. They were not afraid for their lives whatsoever. Hazrat Abdul Rahman bin Auf participated in other battles as well, particularly notably Battle of Ohud. In Battle of Ohud, it is mentioned that he sustained 21 injuries during the battle and uh, thereafter he, he limped uh, for the rest of his life. Um, can you, Valid, please shed some light on uh, this uh, battle or this uh, incident that took place at Tomatul Jandal? Um, so in Domatul Jandal, um, the Holy Prophet uh, sent Hazrat Abdul Rahman and all with 700 Mujahideen, people that strive in the cause of Islam, uh, because the Holy Prophet got news or was receiving news that an army was gathering there, uh, preparing to attack Medina. So in a defensive move, he sent this uh, this uh, battalion to Domatul Jandal uh, to thwart this this plan. And he gave the advice that they should not be deceitful, they should not kill women or children, and that they, they should preach for three days before any fighting should break break out. Um, so Hazrat Abdul Rahman bin Al was a very capable uh, leader and a capable person and very good in preaching and negotiating. And he preached for three days, but they didn't reach any, uh, they didn't make any breakthrough in those three days. But then eventually the leader of the Christian tribe accepted Islam. So this was a huge breakthrough. Uh, so Abdul Rahman bin Of wrote a letter to the Holy Prophet Muhammad, peace and blessings of Allah be upon him. And he, he received the guidance that he should marry the daughter of this chief. And um, so that's what he did. And uh, she she's famously known as Ume Abu Salma. So from this story, we see his capability of preaching and also his capability of negotiating. And he was able to convince people that were coming to attack and kill Muslims to join Islam. So this is a great feat of his. Absolutely, very effective preacher he must have been. Uh, regarding him, there is one other honor mentioned in the uh, in, you know, in our hadith as well. It is mentioned that uh, he had the honor of leading Holy Prophet Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam in prayers. During one journey, it happened that it was time for Fajr. And uh, the companions were first waiting for Holy Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, but he was slightly late. So they ushered Hazrat Abdul Rahman forward to go and lead the prayers. So Hazrat Abdul Rahman started to lead the prayers and Holy Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam came in with another companion uh, after one rakat of the prayer had already been offered. So that companion who came with the Holy Prophet وسلم, he wanted to let Hazrat Abdul Rahman know that the Prophet is here, so you should step back. The Holy Prophet وسلم, said, no, let him continue, let him leave. So Hazrat Abdul Rahman bin Of continued to lead the prayer. And once the prayer finished, the Holy Prophet وسلم, stood up to complete his prayer because he had missed one rakat. At this, when the companions who were offering prayers, the congregation, they got really worried. They thought that they had done some mistake. They had committed something, uh, you know, they had done something that they weren't supposed to do. So in that time, while the Prophet ﷺ was offering that one rakat, 
they started offering tasbih very, you know, fervently and very quickly uh, to seek forgiveness for a mistake that they might have committed. When the Holy Prophet Muhammad Sallallahu finished his prayer, he turned to the people and he told them that there is, uh, you haven't done anything wrong, you have done well, rather, meaning everything is good. That is exactly how you were supposed to do it. And then Hazrat Abdul Rahman, to him, he said that every prophet um, has, you know, has an opportunity to offer prayer behind one of his followers, one of his pious followers. So this is another testimony in favor of Hazrat Abdul Rahman bin Auf that how he was a pious person and uh, you know, the Holy Prophet وسلم, himself testified for his piety. This is another example as we learned in the beginning that he, he is one of the 10 companions promised of paradise. He was given this promise during this very life. The uh, companion Hazrat Abdul Rahman bin Auf عنه, he was a very loyal companion of the Holy Prophet Muhammad but even after the demise of Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him, his loyalty, the way he served the, the, the Khulafa, the Caliphs after the Holy Prophet is also exemplary. Can you share with us the incident that took place in the time of Hazrat Umar, عنه, the second Khalifa, uh, where uh, there was a plague uh, in one place and how Hazrat Abdul Rahman played a role in that, in that situation? So Hazrat Umar, uh, at the time, there was a plague rampant in, in Syria. And Hazrat Umar, uh, may Allah be pleased with him, had to decide whether to enter or, or to retreat. And he did many consultations and finally decided on retreating. Later on, when Hazrat Abdul Rahman bin Alf, may Allah be pleased with him, joined uh, the Muslims, he said that uh, the he, he confirmed that this was the right decision because the Holy Prophet, peace and blessings of Allah be upon him, said that if you know that there's a place and that there's a plague rampant there, you should not enter it. And if you're stationed somewhere where a plague has broken out, you should not leave that place. So now nowadays we understand this very clearly, the lockdown and, and uh, quarantine. Um, but this is, a, this is a philosophy or this is a wisdom that was that the Holy Prophet, peace and blessings of Allah be upon him, had already teach, taught us 1500 years ago. In the time of uh, Hazrat Umar, again, uh, there was an enemy of Islam that attacked Hazrat Umar. And while Hazrat Umar was about to pass away, he appointed um, a committee of six members that were to elect the next Khalifa. And Hazrat Abdul Rahman bin Auf, who had the honor of being on that committee, one of those six members. Uh, can you shed some light on how Hazrat Abdul Rahman bin Auf played a role in the election of third Khalifa? So as you mentioned, Hazrat Umar, when he saw that his death was imminent, uh, he created a committee of six people. He appointed someone to lead the Salat during the consultation period. Um, and this committee, and he said that if the committee could not come to a decision, uh, they should follow or uh, what Hazrat Abdul Rahman bin Auf recommends. So the committee sat, but they were not able to come to a consensus. Um, and Hazrat Abdul Rahman obviously was part of this committee. So the committee took a pact to um, to allow Hazrat Abdul Rahman bin Auf to make the decision. Um, so Hazrat Abdul Rahman bin Auf for three days went to every house in Medina, talked to all the men and women in Medina.
and the, he confirmed that they were happy with Hazrat Usman, may Allah be pleased with him, to be a Khalifa. So we see this vital role that Hazrat Abdurrahman bin Auf played in the election of Hazrat Usman uh, through this. We, we also see the selflessness of the companions, that none of them wanted this role for themselves, but they wanted the most pious among them to, to be given this role because um, mm -hmm. as Allah the Almighty appoints the most pious people, so all these people were extremely humble and pious and none of them wanted this uh, title or honor for themselves, but rather they wanted to, again, as you know, according to the will of God Almighty and the will of the people, wanted to appoint somebody um, who was the, you know, uh, righteous and pious, more pious than them as they felt, each person felt that I'm not worthy of this job. So this was this humbleness and selflessness that you see in all these companions, as well as, as we are talking about Hazrat Abdul Rahman bin Auf. Hazrat Abdul Rahman bin Auf continued to mm -hmm. serve Islam uh, in the time of Hazrat Usman, Raziallahu Anhu as well. And uh, there is the incidents we find about him that how, you know, because of the, the uh, affluence or the blessings that the Muslims were reaping in this period, in this time, uh, so much wealth and everything, the life was much easier compared to the times of Holy Prophet Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Regarding Hazrat Abdul Rahman bin Auf, it is mentioned that one time he was, uh, he invited a few guests to his house and he served them a very nice meal. When the food was ready and served in front of the people, Hazrat Abdul Rahman bin Auf broke into tears. Remembering the time of Holy Prophet Muhammad وسلم, saying that he sometimes did not have bread of barley or anything to eat for a whole day. And there were so many days like that. And, and you know, even though he had all those blessings, he did not forget those difficult times, especially for the Holy Prophet Muhammad And even other companions, his friends, his brothers, he remembered them as well. One time he was uh, with, with his, sitting with some other companions. Uh, in the same, you know, much after the demise of Holy Prophet peace be upon him, and he took some, he took a morsel of food and put it in his mouth. And when he enjoyed the, you know, the the taste of it, all of a sudden he he started to, you know, again broke into tears and remembering, started to remember the time of uh, the Battle of Uhud, and he said that Musab bin Omer, a companion of the Holy Prophet وسلم, was better than I, but he died, he passed away, he was martyred before this day. And when he passed away, we were in such difficult situation that if we covered his head uh, after, you know, as his to, to bury him, his feet would be uncovered. And if we would cover his feet, then his head would become uncovered. Such were the situation. And today, look at us that we are enjoying these, these meals and these, you know. So he was, Hazrat Abdul Rahman bin Oak was always grateful to Allah the Almighty, but always remembered those difficult days as well for himself as well as other companions uh, of the Holy Prophet Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Hazrat Abdul Rahman bin Auf passed away in 31st Hijri and uh, he is buried in Jannatul Baqi and Hazrat Usman Raziallahu Anhu, it is narrated, mentioned that he led the funeral prayer of Hazrat Abdul Rahman bin Auf. This was a brief summary of the life of Hazrat Abdul Rahman bin Auf, a great, great, great companion of the Holy Prophet Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam with another companion, inshallah, we will be back uh, next week. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa